This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore, Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together, and since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Alfred Bohr, what an honor and a privilege to have you on today. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. I was tripping over my words because they're coming to pick up the recycling right now outside my window, and I'm like, of course. <laughs> Hopefully nobody can hear that, but you know, hey, this is real life, right? Exactly. So I'm looking at your at your bio and I love everything that you're doing and we're going to dive into all of that and and I want to talk specifically about how you're helping people with their online presence because right now in this day and age it's so important on so many levels like whether you're applying for a job, you're doing a podcast. Just there's so many there's so many ways. But before we dive into all of that, I want to know about you cuz we, we, you and I were in, we're in the mentor studio together. I see you, we talk on calls and whatnot, but it's always business related or masterminding, all those great things. Tell me about you. I mean, we all have a story. So what is your story yeah, and how so, you got to where you are today? So my, my story starts is I, I was a bio major in college. So I've, I've always had an interest in science and technology, um, taught middle school science straight out of college for a couple of years and discovered in the process that I'm a very good teacher, but I'm not suited for the classroom. I yeah. don't work well in 40 minute segments. Yeah. Um, yeah. I discovered that, you know, every day when the next bell rings and the next class walks in, you know, there's some kid in that room who, who's ready for you today. This is their moment. And you need to be on if you're gonna reach them. And I'm just not that consistent. I probably get more work done in a week than most people but it might happen Tuesday morning and most of Thursday. And you know, so I'm, I'm not consistent the way a classroom teacher really needs to be. Yeah. But I've learned to teach through other mechanisms. I ended up writing for PC Magazine for over 20 years, helping people understand computers and, and that technology when it was all new. Um, as I like to tell people, when the computer you want costs $3,000, you care which one's best. Yeah. When it costs $300, you don't care so much. Yeah. So PC Magazine sort of wound down. I stopped writing for them shortly before they stopped printing a, a paper magazine. But I was their expert on displays. Oh. And that was the time when people were 
we were doing the, the, the switch from analog to digital broadcast in the US okay. and people were consumed, con confused about what's HD and what's digital and do we need a new television yeah. and what's this flat screen it was stuff, confusing. what's plasma, what's LCD. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I helped them understand. I had a good five year run helping people with that. But again, the $5,000 television becomes a $500 television and you don't care so much. <laughs> um, so for the last, I don't know, six years or so, I've been uh, editor of a website about wearable technology for health and medical applications, hmm. because I believe that the healthcare system as we have it structured now is not sustainable. Hmm. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough people to make it work. And to me, the only way out of the box is, is technology. So again, I'm explaining technology concepts to people in ways that they can put to practical use. Right. Yeah. So that's two minute quick summary of the the checkered career. No, that's really awesome. And I love how you know yourself so well, because I'm kind of the same way where I'm really good at what I do. And I know that it would not transfer into the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I have great respect for people who oh. can do things that I'm not good at. You know, teachers, we need them. We need good ones. And, yep. and they're such an important part of, of the whole world, you know, not just here in the United States, but worldwide. And, uh, but it does take a special person to, to do yeah. that work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what got you involved in technology? And, Cause I, I'm married to a tech geek, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're probably <laughs> very similar, but yeah. What is it about technology that draws you? Cause it's, it's definitely something that's not appealing to everyone and it's hard. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in confusing. So I think, to, you know, I, I, one thing I can share about the, the genesis of all this, one of the things, well, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite lines is, yes, my father really was a rocket scientist. <laughs> and yes, my son really did brain surgery. We don't know what happened to me. We must skip generations or something. But so when you say um, it's not like brain surgery, it's not like rocket science, but, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, that I've got that in my in my family. But I I think one of the interesting things about growing up is my dad was always interested in clocks and watches and stuff. And when he had a clock that he couldn't repair, for whatever reason, he'd give it to me to take apart, and. I think that early exposure of, of seeing complex instruments mm. and how pieces fit together to accomplish things um, uh, and it gave me a, a, an interest about how things work and, and wanting to look inside, which is part of what led me to biology, obviously, because it's how things, how living things work. Right. Um, but then um, in high school, I sort of, as part of our math program, um, I stumbled into computer programming early on. Mm -hmm. And though I probably haven't written more than one or two programs in the 40 years, uh, 50 years since I got out of college, um, you know, uh, I understand some programming, but that's what introduced me to the power of the kinds of things that computers and digital technology can do for people. So I have, have an appreciation of it, but also have somewhat of an affinity for that kind of information. Yeah. But again, the superpower is being able to take that complex technology and explain it to people in ways that they can go ahead and put it to use. Well, and that's, that's 
what trips most people up is that, yeah, you know, it's that technical. Well, there are a lot of people yeah. who are much better on the technology than I am. And there are a lot of people who are much better communicators than I am. Yeah, but you're. But there are not too many people who are as good at both as, as I am. Yeah. And it's the technical writing side of it that's like, I'm a writer and don't ask me to write anything technical because I wouldn't be able to do it. Because so it's a totally different skill set that you, you've been able to master. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of my favorite exercises, I, I've written manuals for computer programs and you know, all kinds of stuff like that. One of my favorite exercises with my middle school science students was I was trying to teach them about science and observation and being able to document things carefully. And I would walk out of the classroom, then I'd walk in and I'd do something like pick up a ball and put it, put it on the chalkboard and move something else around and then I'd walk out. And then I'd come back in and have the students read back what they wrote down about what I did. And so I would act out literally what they said. <laughs> no, 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 you turned right. I meant to tell you to turn right as I start walking into the walls and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think it, it is a real skill that a lot of people don't encounter about how to write clearly and document things in, in ways that will help somebody understand rather than, you know, confuse them or, or, or make it more difficult for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my podcast is all about happiness. And before we started recording, we were talking about how you, you know, you work with people and we want to dive into that and, and how you help people with their online presence. So I'm like, okay, we're going to relate that to happiness. And so folks, the next time you do a job interview, it's probably going to be virtual, maybe not. You know, you, you may be a guest on television. You could be a guest on a podcast. You know, there's all different types of applications, right? And, and I want you to be happy about it. <laughs> and this is the man that's going to tell us how to do that. And he was explaining all the things that he has. I'm like, wow, I just have, I'm using the, the camera on my computer here. And, you know, I do have a really good microphone and, you know, but, uh, <laughs> so, so you're going to, yeah, I'll, I'll, can I send you the, the invoice after we're done? <laughs> when I have to upgrade it, when I feel like I have to upgrade everything that, that you're going to teach me today. <laughs> well, well, the cool thing is you don't have to upgrade everything. Okay. And one of my, one of my key points when I'm working with a client, um, is we start where they are right? with whatever equipment they've got, with whatever skills they've got, whatever preconceived notions they have about presenting to people. And we start with that as the foundation. And, and basically I have what I call the three eyes of improvement. Mm -hmm. You want to make changes that are incremental, intentional, and impactful. Let me stop you right there and right. hold that thought. Sure. Because that's a golden nugget right there for life. And when you're working with another person or you're communicating with another person, you're in a relationship with another person, you meet them where they are. Yeah. That's the best way to start yep. out, right? You, you meet them where they exactly. are. You're not expecting them to, to be where you are. You meet them where they are. But the three eyes, repeat those again, because that's really... So if... I I, I came up with this about making improvements for your online appearance and, right. and the impression that you make. But if you think about it, this really applies to any Anything. change. Anything. Any change you want to make in, in your business or in your personal life or anything. For sure. Right? I love that. You just don't go around making changes at random. You know? Yeah. So again, the, the three eyes are incremental. Okay. 
Don't try to boil the ocean. Don't try to change everything at once. I'm, I'm writing this down as we're talking. Incremental. I, yep. Intentional. Right. Um, I, and again, don't just accept the defaults. You want to you do the things on purpose rather than just fall into it. And impactful. Do the ones that are going to make the most change. I mean, you know, for, for looking good online, yeah, you could go out and spend tens of thousands of dollars and build a studio and get video people and audio, you know, sound people and wardrobe people and makeup and all that. You can do all that, but is that going to have the impact? Is that going to give you the return on your investment that's going to make it worth it? Right. And in many, in some cases, yes, but for most people, you don't need to go that far. And so there are a lot of little things you can do that can have a very impactful difference on, on how you come across online. Mm. So incremental. So, so I'm just going to talk about how we're going to apply this to life. And you're going to talk about how you apply it to your technology. How's that? Can we play that game, Alfred? That's, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So incremental, if I'm making changes in my life, right? You want to lose, you want to lose weight. You want to build muscle. It doesn't happen overnight, night, right? It's 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 baby steps, baby steps. It's incremental. Same is true if you're trying to give up a habit or whatever, or trying to start a new habit. You know, sometimes it's best to just take things in little pieces, and then you build upon it. And and another thing, I just want to add to just keep this keep this relevant to personal development. One percent better. You know, I was working with a client yesterday, and and he's an actor. And he was working on a script and I said, and he's like, I'm just, you know, not gay. I go, just work on 1% better a day. If you can do 1% better every day. And he was like, I'm like, because in seven days you'll be 7% better. He's like, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm like, you don't. Actually, it it compounds. It compounds, right. So in seven days, you're probably going to be about 10% better. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So So, that's my personal development on your, on your incrementals. So talk about well, I, I recently lost 20 pounds. Oh, cool. Congratulations. And, and, and it didn't happen all at once. Of course not. I mean, part of it was making space in my life and making a priority out of exercise. I needed yeah. more aerobic exercise. So I did that and established that. And then the next thing was to become more aware of what I eat and when I eat it. Right. And then, you know, and so it was just a series of one step at a time because a lot of people, I think, seeing that when they want to do weight loss, oh, I've got to exercise. I've got to get a new wardrobe. I've got to change how I eat. I've got to, you it's know, can't go much. over to these restaurants anymore. And, and it's overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know, don't eat the elephant all at once. One bite at a time. Is, yeah. So how does one use, use that it being incremental when it comes to their online presence? Okay. So one of the things we were talking about when you, when I first came on camera, he said, oh, you know, you, you like the way I look because I'm standing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, right. I love it. It's not so much that I'm standing up, okay? It's you see more of me. Right. And I was talking with a, a psychology professor from Stanford who's done a lot of studying about communications in, a, in, a, you know, in, in the world of Zoom with online con- meetings and conferences and stuff. And he made some really good points. One of the ones is, you know, most people are framed like this, right? When they're on a, a Zoom call or, or whatever. And his point was, you're too close. It's like you're, you're coming out of, the can- out of the screen at you. Right. 
and you're invading the other person's personal space. I'm like trying to move back as you're talking. And they're going to start (laughs) backing up, which is the opposite reaction. You you want to engage. You want to draw them out. His research shows that the more of your torso that you show on screen, the more trustworthy, the more approachable, the more friendly you appear. Oh, wow. All right. But don't take my word for it. Don't take his word for it. Watch television. All right. Watch your favorite news channel. You're right. What does it look like when the, you know, the host is talking or some of their guests? They're not framed like this. No, they're not. They're not. You're going to see somewhere between the the bottom of the sternum, you know, the, the rib cage mm-hmm. and the belt. They're going to be framed like that. Right. And another advantage is if you talk to speaking coaches, speech coaches, one of the things, you know, people always have a problem with what to do with their hands. Yeah. Right. A lot of speaking coaches teach that this is the zone of power. You keep your hands in here. You don't go flying all over the room, but you keep your hands controlled and you make the the gestures meaningful. Now, if you're cropped here, your hands are out of the story or you have to bring them up here, which is unnatural, right? I mean, if I want to- I talk with my hands, so I'm always, my yeah. hands are always flying all over. I'm the person yeah. when you're out, they're like moving glasses out of my way and, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, if I want to demonstrate something, it, it, you know, this looks like a toothpaste commercial or something, you know, it's not natural. Whereas if I can hold it down here, it looks much more natural. Yeah. Okay. So, so this, you know, the, the one simple thing that everybody can do is get further from their camera, mm. get far enough away. You can be seated. I mean, I could be seated here, but yeah. I get more energy by standing. Yeah, I'm like moving um, my... And, <laughs> and in fact, in my entire office here, I have no chair. Okay. I have, I committed to standing oh, almost 10 years ago. Um, burns more energy, tightens the core muscles, got rid of my back pain, um, whole lot of advantages to standing all day wow but um well they said uh, standing or sitting is the new smoking they said that probably five years ago i heard that that was about almost 10 years ago and that's yeah that's i I ended up building my own treadmill desk um back then as i got into it (laughs) because from sitting to standing burns about twice as much cal twice as many calories and from standing to walking is another 50 percent wow so um it's yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty, pretty impressive in terms of what it can do for you. But but you don't you know, I could be seated, seated in a chair at this point and and you and could you still, still have this kind yeah. of framing. I, I mean, on te- again, on television, almost all the people are, are seated. You're right. And you see them still, at least you're still going to see them somewhere in here. Like even on the news, you see them usually from around their belly button up. Yeah, exactly. They're sitting at a, exactly. a desk or whatever. Yeah. Wow. What great advice. And, and, and and it and it's impactful. I mean, uh, one of the things one of the things I do is is do a lot with virtual event technology. I'm uh, uh, help a, a group called the Virtual Events Group, and as in that, I get just called in for demonstrations of a lot of the new platforms that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And so this one company was very interesting product. It's a, a metaverse kind of setting, but people can walk around the room. And you can sit at a table and see each other in, in real time, time. It's not avatars. It's your photo, mm. you know, moving around the room. So it's, it was kind of cool. 
But the woman who was, was we were meeting on Zoom first before the, the demonstration started. And I was just a couple minutes late getting in. And so when I popped up on the screen, she, she blurted out, oh, you look so professional. Now this is somebody <laughs> whose job it is to do online stuff and look good at it. And, and she wasn't complimenting me. She was just, you it was know, like a reaction. As a lawyer it was a say, reaction that she an had. An excited utterance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and she was just surprised by it. And, and the fact is, people do notice. You know, they really can tell the difference when you, you're making this, you know, a, a better impression. And I believe that's a competitive advantage at this point. You're you know, no absolutely right. What, what, what you're doing. And the other part of it is we're not, we're going to, we're going to be continuing to do online meetings a lot more than we did in the past. Oh yeah. It's not going even anywhere. With the pandemic being over. Yeah. I mean, if we were to do this interview, it's unlikely that one of us would travel <laughs> to the other's place to record this, um, you know, for a half hour. It just, it just wouldn't It's not be feasible. Reasonable. I mean, I've interviewed well over 200 yeah. people in the past two years, more than that. Yeah. And it, it would never have happened. It would never have happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're still going to be doing things in person, and that's great. Um, but this online thing is so convenient, so effective, uh, that we're going to keep doing it. And the better you are at it, the, the more success you're going to have with it. Yeah. And the happier you'll be. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Intentional. So I love this so much. And then you even said on purpose, because everything we do in life has to be intentional, whether you're, you know, I always say I was on a friend of mine's podcast this morning and it was like, you know, he talked about the pursuit of happiness. He was, what do you, how do you define happiness? And I go, well, it's definitely not the pursuit. It's, it's not the pursuit of happiness because then it's the end game. Then it's like, you're, you're trying to reach something and being happy is a journey. It's not a destination. And, and in order to keep your happiness as a journey, you have to be intentional about it and you have yeah. to practice it and choose to be happy every single day. So talk about with what you teach, how you make sure it's intentional and on purpose. So, so one of the things I'm sure, you know, I taught my kids this, but you know, it's something I, I, I will tell people when the, the situation arises that not making a choice is a choice. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, You know, if you choose not to take action, that's a choice. If you choose not to pay attention to something, that's a choice. And so um, what, so I, one of my points is, is intentionality. Right. The the, the problem I have is I know these, I've seen a lot of executives who look, you put them on stage, you put them in a, in a boardroom, they look great, (laughs) but you bring them onto a Zoom meeting or you, you bring them onto an online conference and have them do a presentation. And, and I like to tell people, it looks like they've joined witness protection. Um, and, and the way they present themselves is not on brand, not on brand for them personally, professionally. It's not on brand for their company. Right. It's not on message. And had they thought about how they're coming across, I'm sure they wouldn't actively choose to do that, but they just take the default, they open up their laptop on their kitchen table, they've got the up the nose view, you've got the ceiling fan in the top spinning around. Um, now, and they just do that by default, 
without thinking about it. Um, and so one of the ones that here is a tip that everybody can do right today when, when you get off of this, um, almost all webcams have a setting that automatically adjusts the exposure. So when the light changes, you know, it keeps, keeps the mm -hmm. exposure right. Turn that off. Okay. Switch it, switch it to manual. And like, because, okay, go ahead. because you don't need it to make changes. You're, you're not going anywhere. You're not moving from room to room. You're sitting in one place and hmm. nothing good can come of it. Okay. If it decides to make changes. I have a dear friend who did a wonderful presentation, webinar style presentation, and she was wearing a fairly saturated red sweater, which looked really, really nice. Um, except her webcam was changing the exposure. So it was red. No, it was magenta. Oh, no, it's red again. Oh, it's magenta now. Now it's back to red. And it, and it kept flipping back and forth throughout her presentation. It was so distracting. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Clearly, it's not something you would choose to have happen. Right. Interesting. Right? So that would be in right? your camera settings. So, so it's in your camera settings. Okay. And it, you know, it'll it, it'll the different cameras have it different ways, but there'll be a slider or or something for exposure, and there'll be a little checkbox to make it auto. Just clear that checkbox. Move the slider around until you've got the lighting looking the way you'd like it to be. And um, that way you can eliminate surprises. Yeah, that's huge. That's really huge. So your last I- so That's part of the, that, that's part of the, the, um, the, uh, the intentional, you know, don't just take that default setting. Right. You know, choose, choose control over, over how you're gonna appear. Love it. Yeah, and I'm gonna as soon as we get off, I'm gonna actually check my settings as well. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Lastly, we have impactful, and this is so yeah. huge because whether you're looking to make an impact on yourself or the world around you, if you're making positive changes for yourself, by default, you're gonna impact everyone around you. I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with that came to me because of one specific result they were trying to get, they get the result. Oh, and by the way, the relationship with one of my kids that wasn't so great, all of a sudden is amazing. And it's because when we, sh when we change how we show up in the world, everyone around us begins to notice it and they mm -hmm. respond in a different way. So impactful is not just because I think sometimes people impactful, they think of making an impact on the world. No, dumb it down, dumb it down, right? You can't change the world, but you can change your environment. You can, can you know, you can change, make changes in your own life that can be so impactful for everybody that you love. Absolutely. And, and for me, there's also a bit of the return on investment aspect to it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if, if you and I, may not have done this ourselves. We certainly know people who have been in the, well, I'll just take one more course and that's going to explain everything I need to know. I'll just get this one more coach. I'll get just this one more thing. And, and they just keep adding things on without focusing on the delivery and, and, and what value are they going to get out of that? And what value 
So for me, the, the thing to do is find the thing that's going to be most leverage. The, you know, you, you have limit. Basically, we all are limited in time. Right. We only have so many hours in the day. Right. And so you have to choose how you're going to use those best for whatever the many, many ranges of goals that you might have. Um, and you know, most of us don't have unlimited funds. So how, what are the things that will, can make the biggest change for you with the smallest investment of time and money? Yeah. And again, just moving back from the camera costs you nothing. Exactly. But it can have a big impact. I love that. Wow. This has been so insightful. And uh, I know that the audience will be able to, to take some of these things because I know I have a lot of other coaches that listen and consultants. And, and I think everybody in today's world, we're on camera at some point or another. And uh, if, if, you're, if you're working, you know, a lot of my friends are stay-at-home moms. They never get on, on camera, right? So it just depends. But uh, thank you so much. So how can people find you? And also so, share, share a little bit about like how you, if, 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 sure. if an executive came to you and said, you know, how does that process work with you? Absolutely. So first of all, it's kind of easy to find me. I'm Alfred Poor, P-O-O-R, like no money. Um, I'm Alfred Poor on LinkedIn. I'm Alfred Poor on Twitter. I'm Alfred Poor on Facebook. Um, if you want to email me, I'm alfred at alfredpoor.com. My website is alfredpoor.com. So it's kind of easy. Yeah. That's a, one, of, one of the nice things about getting into technology early is you get to grab your name yeah. before somebody <laughs> else does. Um, but then uh, in terms of process, again, you and I may not fall into this category, but there certainly are some people who have spent a lot of money on trainings and coachings and other programs that wasn't a good fit or it turned out to be kitchen sinkware where they just threw everything into the mm-hmm. online course. And I've taken a few of those in the past to, few years. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to wade yeah. through it on your own and, and try to find yeah. the nuggets that are relevant to you. Yeah. And I've always tried to do business in a way that I wish others would do business with me. Mm, I love that. And so for this, this is, you know, this is a very custom kind of uh, approach don't put people through courses because it's not a one size fits all it can't be no it's it's absolutely not and so it's start where you are pick the one thing and move on from that um and the first step is call me first step let's just get to know each other and at the end of the call we'll both have a better idea of whether it's a good fit fantastic Um, but i don't want I, i don't want to take anybody's money until we've had a chance to explore how we might work together I've got programs that range from $1,000 to $15,000, you know, so it's It's, something within range of most people. Yeah, Um, it's customizable. But, uh, and it's all very customizable. And, but rather than go into details, you know, let's have a call, see what, see what might be a good fit for you and um, take it from there. Fantastic. Alfred, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so insightful for those that are listening. His contact information will be in the show notes. Please reach out to him. And, and, and if, you're, if you're on camera, use some of these tips because you bet my next webinar, I'm going to be standing up. And I actually thought go. about that before. I was like, maybe I should be standing up. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm definitely going to. Yeah. Good. 
Good. Excellent. All right, Alfred. Thank you so much. And uh, my pleasure. Yeah, just such a joy to talk to you today. Thanks. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.